kira koutou me nga tangata te moana nui e kiwa. Nga mihi nui, welcome to the podcast series for the Waitui Atia Exhibition. In this track, Sue Berman talks with Veronica Lingalinga, the Senior Librarian Pacific Content and a member of the Samoan Curatorial Team. Ronnie shares what it has meant for her to be part of this exhibition, including choosing her highlights for the Samoan case. Um, so my role um, at Auckland Libraries is I am a senior librarian content creation specialist. Um, um, so my my role is multifaceted and uh, content creation is um, something new that I'm exploring in my role. I'm thoroughly enjoying it thus far. Mm-hmm. And you've come to have a role and involvement with this wonderful upcoming exhibition, mm-hmm. Waitui Atea. Tell me a little bit about that, how that came about and what, what role you're playing. I first heard of the exhibition when Darren brought it to our team and spoke mm. about it and asked us um, if we wouldn't mind um, helping you know him out with this um, um, wonderful exhibition and um, at the time I didn't know what my role would be but um, down the line as we started you know to get into the you know the nitty-gritty stuff of the project um, I was told that my role would be assisting in the selection of the taonga or the miasina from our heritage collection. So yeah, that's um, that's the role that I was um, given. And also, um, I was quite um, intrigued in the way that um, the exhibition was sold to me by way of, um, one, the title, very significant. Mm, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So when Darren spoke to us about it, he spoke about, he broke it down. Why means meaning vai in Samoa or water in, um, in English. And then a tui, uh, again, to peers or to fasten or to bring something together. Um, and then the atea, open space, you know. So when... I um, read, the more I read about the exhibition and about what they were hoping to highlight, the more I got interested and the more I got, Mm. I wanted to really, really, you know, get involved. And like things like um, what the exhibition is highlighting, um, from things that are important to me, you know, tapu to me, you know, as a Pacifica woman, you know. So highlighting the people of the Moana, their origin and their space in, uh, of saltwater realm, in saltwater realm, um, highlighting their rich culture, festooned by their costume and mm. customs, um, highlighting the language and stories demonstrated through um, the songs, the dance, the chants and the music, and also um, knowing that the saltwater exhibition um, is actually portraying the heritage through images of our people, you know, and that's really, the more I read about the exhibition and what it was trying to aim for and what it was trying to highlight, the more it kind of like, I felt that my ancestors was calling, was kind of like calling mm. me to get involved. So, yeah. 
It's a powerful thing. No, that's great. <laughs> so, um, so you you answered the call, yeah. and you came in to start to mm. um, be with the um, Tonga or the Mas- Masina. Masina. Yeah. Thank you. And um, you have found a couple of things that um, kind of spoke to you in, yeah. in that place. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, you know, um, I had never been involved in this piece of work before. This is all new to me. Mm-hmm. And dare I say, it was kind of like a spiritual journey for me in the sense that um, I felt that... Um, you know, as a Samoan woman, this is this kind of thing. You, there's a spiritual element to it that comes to it. Like in the beginning, when we, I mean, when we started looking for Mesina, um, we would say a prayer. We would open with a prayer, and then at the end, we would close with a prayer. Mm. And basically, that's our way of calling on our sense, ancestors that are living in these resources to come, you know, or, you know, letting them know we're here to look for things, to look for them kind of thing, you know. And that element to me is quite, you know, it's deep, mm. you know, it's very tapu, you know. Um, and so one of the books that I, when we first went into the storeroom, store one of the books that spoke to me or that... Um, I felt my ancestors were saying, come, <laughs> read this, I'm in here, was this book about, um, this book called Polynesian Medical Researchers Volume 2, and it's by William Goldie. And in there, I saw, when I started flipping through, I thought, well, and it was really ironic because it was during the time that the Samoa um, measles epidemic started up, you know, in Samoa. And so the first day that we came, I thought, and it was, we were all kind of like feeling for our people back home and what was happening and that. And I felt this book spoke to me, you know, I thought it was like, this is significant to what's currently happening in Samoa with the epidemic, the measles epidemic. So I started flicking through the book, and then, lo and behold, I saw the wording Nifoloa, or the, um, the long truth. And it took me back to um, when I was little in Samoa, because to this day, this Nifoloa, um, you know, uh, myth, should I call it myth, is still happening in Samoa, you know, it's still to this, to this day. And I didn't know much about it except all I knew was that it had something to do with some demon or evil spirit, you know, um, it had a spiritual element and the spirit wasn't very, wasn't a good spirit. Mm. So I started reading this book and this part of the book because I was very intrigued um, to find out what is behind this Nifoloa, um, or the long tooth story? And it's a, it's a interesting, you know, for people who can't see, who aren't in the exhibition, at looking at the book, mm. um, but listening uh, to the podcast, it's actually not a formally printed book. It's a handwritten journal, isn't it, from the late and 1800s? Absolutely, and the handwriting is very cursive. 
and you know when I first started reading it took me a while to um, to figure out what the person was trying to um, you know talk about or communicate you know through his um, cursive handwriting or and um, but again I felt that the ancestors were with me because line for line I went through it and it started to make sense you know um, to me what this um, what this Nephilim story is all about I'll just read you the top couple of sentences about you know about the Nephilim here so in Samoa chronic diseases of the knee joint are attributes to the diseased demon called Olenifoloa, or in English, the long tooth, who came from Fiji and took up his residence about the south side of Savai. People, canoes, or property of any kind belonging to that place where, uh, this is what I mean about the Christopher yeah, variety. <laughs> Um, anyhow, so that's um, so. So um, to this day, the the long tooth um, superstition, you know, because that's really what it is, you know, um, it's that superstition, um, which is something that Samoans are quite, you know, known for. You know, the, Samoan people are very superstition. There's, this is one of many superstition mm. in mm. Samoa. Mm. I mean, I I grew up and heard a lot. You know, like one of the, um, just to sidetrack a bit, one of the things that we weren't allowed to do was we weren't allowed to comb our hair in front of the mirror at night time. Or we weren't, weren't allowed to wear a, a say um, or a flower on our ear at night time. You know, we weren't allowed to walk on the streets with that. So there's a lot of superstitions, you know. Um, mm. uh, and this is just, the Nifaloa is just one of them, you know. But um, it's interesting to me that here this is written as a mm. way in which the people are accounting for or relating to disease and sudden death in mm. the late 1800s and yet a century later you grew up also with these yeah. prevailing stories um, so it, it must play an important part yeah. culturally in the four people in Samoa. Absolutely mm. and I mean you know um, I have had relatives that have passed away and um, you know uh, like for instance I had an auntie that passed away in 2011 she was only 39 but when you look at her she looked like 109 and when when I asked her grandmother um, what happened to to auntie Tolima and grandmother basically her grandmother basically said to me she was um, for a long time she, she used to have a long hair and she would go into the river to wash the, the the kids' clothes or the family clothes, and she would stay and swim in that river for hours on end. And so for some reason, she there was a demon. She got struck by a demon. And for all her life, um, up to 39 years old, there was an old woman, because apparently there was an old woman that was jealous of her long hair at that river, that stayed with her and beaten because she got she well, she died of bowel cancer, mm. but when she died, it was just awful. She looked like a hundred and nine, but to the grandmother, she believed that it was that demon that lived with her, and then when she died, it showed her face. That was the old woman that had 
beaten her all these years because she was jealous of her long, beautiful long hair, you know, mm -hmm. and how she would go and she would sing at the river while, while washing the, because that's another thing that's tapu. When you when you're in a river and you're by yourself, um, you know it's very tapu. You can't misbehave. You can't do silly things at the river. You know you can't sing out loud or, you know, jump off a rock. You know, because uh, there's been numerous incidents I've seen as well in Samoa where a guy just jumped off because the part that he was jumping into was really quite deep. When he died because it was shallow. You know. Mm. Um, and also, there's another legend about, think, superstitious thing about a floating coconut. If you're swimming in a river and you see a floating coconut, you must not touch it. It's bad luck because it will cause an accident. So there's heaps and heaps and heaps of stories that I've heard as a young woman mm -hmm. growing up in Samoa. And this, this is just one, the Nifo Law is, is one of them, mm. you know. But it's wonderful to be able to find this Messina amongst our heritage um, collection and knowing that it's still alive, you know, um, and that there's record of it uh, clearly written um, cursively um, <laughs> in our collections that we can actually share with our people through this exhibition. And this is a, the, the unique thing about um, this um, exhibition, Sue, because for me it's, um, it's, it's creating mana for our people you know, um, and these are the things that a lot of our young people, young generation, Samoan generation nowadays, they don't understand. And, and some of them laugh when they hear about it, when they go back home and they hear about it, they go, oh, it's just, but it's, you know, um, it, it's still, you know, um, you know, to this day, it's still alive. You know, um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I'm I'm very grateful to have been able to participate in this exhibition because I feel that I've learned something, and also, um, it you know it took me back home to my ancestors and to my family, to my grandmother, you know, um, who also um, played a part in you know in teaching us about these things, what to watch out for and what not to do and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So. It has its place um, in this exhibition. I'm, you know, I have no doubt people will learn a lot about our people, mm. the people of the Moana. Paftai Lava, Manuela Waso, thank you. Have a lovely day. God bless. You can visit the exhibition from the 17th of March to the 19th of July 2020 at Tamaki Pātaka Korero, the Central City Library, on Level 2, Monday to Friday, 9 till 5, and Saturday and Sunday, 10 till 4. If you've enjoyed this track, please feel free to like or share to spread the word.